0: Today's reading is Philippians chapter 2. Therefore, if you have any encouragement in Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being united in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or empty pride, but in humility consider others more important than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross." Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now even more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, to will and to act on behalf of his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and perverse generation in which you shine as lights in the world as you hold forth the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Now I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I learn how you are doing. I have nobody else like him who will genuinely care for your needs. For all the others look after their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, that as a child with his father he has served with me to advance the gospel. So I hope to send him as soon as I see what happens with me. And I trust in the Lord that I myself will come soon. But I thought it necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger and minister to my needs. For he has been longing for all of you and is distressed because, you heard, he was ill. He was sick indeed, nearly unto death. But God had mercy on him and not only on him, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him, again you may rejoice, and I may be less anxious. Welcome him in the Lord with great joy, and honor men like him, because he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for your deficit of service to me. This is God's Word. What are some ways we believers in Christ are distinct from the world around us? We have different beliefs about the past and the future, for one. We have different morals that guide us to make different choices and respond differently when we sin. We spend our time and money differently. We certainly have a different understanding of who God is and what he has done for us in Christ. These are all important differences. But maybe they don't distinguish us from the rest of the world as much as we'd like to think that they do. Here in Philippians 2, Paul invited the believers and us to consider the immense humility and sacrifice of Christ to save us. Paul urged us to follow Christ's example by looking to the interests of others, according to verse 4 in the NIV's translation. But when Paul wanted to teach us how to stand out from the unredeemed people around us, he commanded us, do everything without grumbling or arguing, that's verse 14 here in Philippians 2. Living this way in, quote, a warped and crooked generation End quote, would cause us to, quote, shine among them like stars in the sky, end quote. That's what, all in verse 15. Let's face it, people complain a lot. We complain about the weather, about relatives and friends, about bosses, about what's required of us in our jobs, about how little we're paid, and how much we pay in taxes, and so on, and so on, and so on. We complain about having to fix our cars or stuff that breaks at home, about traffic jams and long lines at the grocery store, People also argue a lot, too. Look at your Facebook feed. You probably don't even have to scroll more than once or twice, and maybe not at all, before you see two or more people arguing about politics or sports or something else. Complaining and arguing are symptoms of discontentment. When we complain to someone about their behavior, we're showing our discontentment with them. Complaining like that is about trying to change the person to control him or her into acting differently or becoming different in some way. It's an expression of our discontentment with that person, or at least his or her behavior in some way. But if someone does change that behavior, then we move on and find something else that makes us discontent. Complaining about the weather or the traffic or something else is an expression of discontentment with our circumstances. Arguing is about being discontent with what we're getting or not getting. If I argue with a clerk in a store about the price of an item, it is because I am unhappy about the price. If I argue with a coworker that I'm doing too much of the work on a project that we're both assigned to do, that's an expression of discontentment. Arguing comes from having a different point of view in some instances like sports or politics, but it often results from a feeling of injustice. Jesus was treated with extreme injustice. He had no sin, but he was made a sin offering for us. It was quite inconvenient, to say the least, to give up the worship of heaven for the scorn of humanity. If anyone had the right to complain or argue about the glory he wasn't getting or the mistreatment he was getting, it was Jesus. But Jesus never complained about anything nor did he ever argue with anyone about anything except for truth. There are many differences between believers and unbelievers. But verses 14 and 15 tell us that the most obvious difference to an unbeliever between us and them should be our contentment. As we saw in the previous devotional, in Philippians chapter 1, Paul was content to live and minister for Christ, or die and be with Christ. He was content to remain in prison and give the gospel to the guards or be released to witness in another city about Christ. Instead of complaining or arguing, we should find something to give thanks for. The traffic that frustrates me so much is no fun, but I'm thankful that a car can take me long distances much faster than I could walk them. If you want to shine brightly like the North Star on a pitch-black night, learn to speak words of thanks and contentment instead of complaining and arguing. This is a very specific daily way we can show the difference Christ and faith in him make in our lives. And so I hope you'll think about that today. Think about how you can replace complaining and arguing with being thankful. And if you found this devotional helpful, please sign up to receive it in your email if you don't already by going to dailypbj.com slash subscribe. Please also consider supporting me financially so I can keep making these as well as make other additional video content, and you can support me by going to dailypbj.com slash support. Also, please share this with someone who is complaining and arguing today if they claim to be a Christian, and I'll see you next time.